just to see if it'll win. But when we tried the can one last night, we were like, oh, this is like 1920s ration or just had a, and so I won't say the brand because I don't want to ruin it. It might have been me, right? I'm turning it on the crock pot, but uh, I didn't know. It's not in there. It's not over there. I got rid of it because it just had a funky metal metallic. So um, if you want it, I can get out of my chair. No, I'm going to score it away so it's, so it's gone. Anyway, so that'll be right uh, after service next door. Chili and, and everything as well, too. And then this coming Friday is our food ministry setup. Uh, Saturday is our free food ministry. Come out and serve at 8.30. It starts at 9 o'clock. And then if you would uh, also pray, Pastor Alexander Pashenko, who came from Russia, he's actually Ukrainian. They are actually starting their church next Sunday uh, in Agura Hills. It's their uh, initial kickoff. They've had some little run-ins where Russians or Ukrainians didn't want to be with Russians in church. I wonder why, right? You've got all these little, uh, like, dynamics, but they're kicking off their service uh, this next Sunday. We'll send something out this week to pray for them. They're super excited uh, as well. And then we moved water baptism from today. It was supposed to be pouring rain, but it looks nice out, to the 4th. So if you're still interested, email us at the info email as well. Let me read this verse out of Psalm chapter 5, verse 11. Psalm 5. 11. Let's all read this together. Ready? But let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. I love that first part. But let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. He's our life, our strength. So as we do each and every week, I want to put a prayer up on the screen. And would you pray this individually before you and your heavenly father as you rejoice because you place your trust in him. Let's pray this together. As I give in today's offering, father, I place my trust in you. You are the source of all provision. So increase my faith and I do receive the peace that surpasses all understanding even during challenging times, I will glorify you and bless others in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you're giving today in service, there is a seat back, or in the seat back pocket, there is an envelope. You can place that in the offering slot as you exit today. You can go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can give online. You can also download today's short notes. Short notes today. Short notes, you can download today's uh, notes as well. In fact, there's an important part at the end that you can work with your family, co-workers, a Bible study group, uh, and we'll mention that at the end. All right, amen. Well, if you have your Bibles or you're using a phone or a tablet, open with me to Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. And then uh, we're going to end back up at Psalm chapter 1. So New Testament, Colossians chapter 2. Old Testament Psalm chapter 1. And I'm going to read this verse and then uh, we'll pray here. Colossians 2, 6 and 7. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted, built up in him, 
and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Let me read that one more time. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted, built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. So Father, as we read your words today, Holy Spirit, you are the teacher. Teach our hearts. Let us be rooted in your word. Let us be those that walk in you. Let us be one that abound with thanksgiving in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's interesting that it starts out for those that receive Christ Jesus. You know, maybe you received Jesus 30 years ago. Maybe 30 days ago. Maybe 30 seconds ago you received him. It's not something that we just check off the box. All right, done, and that disappears. No, we're even mentioned that scripture. We're to now walk in him. It's a whole different lifestyle. In fact, my title today is on the screen. Say it with me. Okay, some of you said it kind of rude. <laughs> grow up. How many of you heard that growing up? You need to grow up. So I was a sophomore in high school. Uh, you can check all these stories with my mom now because she's in our church. And so she came to me and said almost that thing in the beginning. She says, you know, you need to grow up. I'm done picking up your underwear after you take a shower. Did anybody hear that growing up? All right. I'm done picking up your underwear. And I laughed, right? <laughs> like that. And she says, she says, I'll start throwing them out. And I laughed. And I went on my way. And I do remember the day of leaving uh, what I apparently now was the last pair or the last one at the shower and running into my room to go find some underwear and there was none. And in a towel, you know, you're hopping, you're looking in the closet, you're looking under the bed, you go in the laundry room, you look in the dirty clothes, there's none. You look in the washer, there's none. You look in the dryer, there's none. And then it hits you. Oh, she did. She threw them all out. <laughs> I hobbled back into the bathroom and picked up the pair that I threw down and that's what I wore. And when I got home from school, uh, I got on my bike, we lived in San Gabriel, and I went down Rosemead Boulevard to Kmart, and I was hoping there was some blue light special, and I remember coming back, and I was shocked how expensive underwear was. I'm like, you threw out my underwear. I told you to grow up. I don't think I've ever done that ever before. Maybe check with Michelle after service, but I don't think I've ever, ever done that before. I think that, like, sealed the deal. You know, when we talk about growing up, it's interesting when we're um, little kids, that parents and grandparents track growth charts. And many of you probably had somewhere in your house, or maybe you do it today, uh, every year at the son or daughter's birthday, you have them stand up against the threshold, you mark how tall they are and mark the next one up. And then when you move, you take out the whole door frame, right? You want to take that with you because, you, you know, you remember that special thing. And for all of us that go to the doctor as adults, it's interesting, they still check growth, right? They put you on the scale first. Isn't that terrible? Before you ever see a doctor about what you're really going in for, they put you on that big scale, like the big one, and thank God it's kilograms. Because you look at it and say, hey, I've lost weight. I'm only 80 kilograms. You know, and then, they, then you ask them, unless you know what it is, you ask them, what does that mean in, like, pounds? But 
they check our heart rate, they check our blood pressure, they're checking how you know our body is. There's always these different different symptoms. But we're all growing in different ways. But in the Bible, and what we're going to look today, as believers, we should be growing every single day. In fact, it's told of, of the Lord, he's new every morning, great is his faithfulness. So it's not a checkbox, we're growing. Now the Bible is going to refer to a lot of these things in agricultural terms. We're going to look at a verse today, it's in the Song of Solomon, where Solomon mentions something of this one woman, that her beauty is like that of an apple tree. So I thought about that for Valentine's Day. I think in Michelle's card, I'm going to put, you're so beautiful just like an apple tree. <laughs> that would be weird, wouldn't it? That would be, we don't, we don't talk those ways, but it's agricultural things that are mentioned in the scripture. You and I go to a home improvement store and then we pick out plants that have already been grown. What if the home improvement store, when you went, everything was just seeds? What if there's no plants, there's no trees, there's no fruit? What if everything was a seed? Would you have the patience to plant the seed? Many of us have done that. We started with seed. It just takes time. In fact, we read in Genesis chapter 8, I believe it's verse 22, where the Lord says, as long as the earth remains, there'll be seed time and harvest, right? Seed time and harvest. But we read this verse in in Colossians chapter 2, 6, and 7, let me read it again. It says, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. Rooted, there's another term there, right? Rooted, built up in him, established in the truth as you have been taught and abounding with thanksgiving. And so what we see even Jesus teaches it, and it's an important term that everything begins with a seed. Everything begins with the seed. What is interesting in our spiritual walk is when we were born, the nature was to rebel against God. And now, accepting Jesus and surrendering to him, we're in allegiance. We're serving God ourselves, but we don't stop there. We're always growing up we're always maturing in that relationship let me read two short verses from Jesus that gives us a great example Matthew chapter 5 verse 6 this should be familiar uh, to a lot of us he says this he says blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled and he uses those two words and that's a a great word for us, hunger and thirst. It's not just I'm thinking about in my head right now, there's a bunch of chili next door. And I'm starting to get hungry. And I hope they have Frito-Lay chips and cheese. And did somebody dice up? You know, I'm, you know we, we get like that. Well, we get on this spiritual side that Jesus says, really that my believers hunger and thirst for righteousness for me. Well, then he says in the next chapter, in verse 33, he says these words, but he says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things shall be added to you. 
So Jesus talks about hungering and thirsting and then putting all things in priority that we seek his kingdom first place, first place. In fact, that's what the Bible is instructing us as believers. Seeking him first is by placing him first and surrendering my life daily to follow him. When I make my decisions, I'm making my decisions based on biblical priorities. Well, we talked a little bit about that last week as far as meditating the word. You know, um, we uh, several years ago for a couple summers, we went to a camp in Northern California and it was Hume Lake. We just kind of stayed with somebody that they rented a house every summer. We went to the area and some of you have gone up north and you've seen those huge sequoia trees. I remember standing in front of it's General Grant. They estimate General Grant is 2,200 um, 2, years old to 2,800 years old. And you're looking up and you're looking up and you think, this guy's been here since Jesus walked the earth. This thing is huge. It's still growing, right? These sequoias. And then you see them for sale at the little, like you see the little sequoias for sale. And you think about, you know, I should take one home. <laughs> Wait, I've got to pass this to generation to generation, right? In your will, you put, hey, this, uh, my little sequoia goes to some of those. These things go on like forever and ever. It's constantly growing. Well, the Bible gives us examples of trees. But every tree started with, say it with me, a seed, right? A seed. It's interesting when you look at it. We've seen videos before, that, but when that seed gets planted in the dirt, it will break out. And it first anchors itself in that soil. After it's anchored in the soil, it begins to work its way up out of the soil so that it can experience the sunlight and then receive the moisture through the soil. And that's how God created it. We read it in Genesis chapter 1 and 2 that he talks about he created the herbs. He created the grass. He created all the tree, every fruit tree, every nut tree, every nut job. No, not that time. He created it all. Every, everything he created. But we know in, in the Garden of Eden there was already fruit. Because we read reference to two trees. The tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So God set that up. But it's interesting. It's got to get planted. It's got to anchor itself in the soil. It needs water. It needs sun, but then the last thing about the tree that's important, it has to reproduce. It has to reproduce. We'll come back to that thought in just a minute. Psalm chapter 1. Let's look at that verse real quick. Psalm chapter 1. David writes this, the first psalm, and this is what it says. I want to read all six verses. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Here we start. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. That's what we looked at last week in Joshua chapter 1, of Joshua meditating in the word day and night. Notice the example in verse 3. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, 
whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. He shall be like a tree. So I only did a, a, a short trip. There's actually a long list of different things in the Old Testament that we read about this tree. We just read it, right? Be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. We read in Proverbs chapter three, or chapter 11, verse 30, Solomon writes this, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And then he lists this, And he who wins souls is wise. The fruit of the righteous is the tree of life. I mentioned it earlier. Solomon talks about um, the beauty of the woman as an apple tree. Michelle, you're so beautiful. You're like an apple and a pear that come together. You know, that just sounds strange, doesn't it? But the beauty of an apple tree, what God had created. Jeremiah talks about, it's almost like the same thing of Psalm 1. He talks about that we should be like a tree. Jesus references branches, vines, mustard seed, mustard tree, cursed a fig tree, and told a guy to get out of the tree named Zacchaeus. So all through the Bible we see these different terms, but Jesus uses this in John chapter 15, verse 5. He says these words, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. I want you to hear this last part. He says these words, for without me, you can do, say it with me, nothing. Those examples, you know, if we looked at um, even a, a grape tree, you know, it's the vine, we're the branches. We're to be together to bear Fruit. And he uses that word, for without me, you can do nothing. And I always remember that in my Bible, nothing that counts. You might think, I might think, doing a lot of things, but nothing that counts according to Jesus without him. He's the vine, I'm the branch, and I remember that I've got to bear fruit, right? Fruit for him. And then Jesus uses that word in Luke chapter 4, verse 4, reminding us about the power of the word of God in the middle of temptation, 40 days and 40 nights. One of the gospels mentioned, temp, you know, we get a picture of could it have been everyday temptation? The other one, could it have been at his weakest moment on the last day that the enemy came to kind of pound him? And he uses this word against the devil. Jesus uses this word. He says, it is written... Man shall not live by bread alone, but how shall we live? But by every word of God. That's Jesus. He uses the word against Satan by every word of God. I mentioned it last week, Jesus didn't walk around holding all the scrolls of the Bible. He didn't have Peter grab a few and John get a couple. Uh, he had it memorized. They were reading it in the synagogue. And the importance of having the word of God in our heart 
just that example that we read of the enemy coming, but he uses the word. So God has no plan, he's got no program by which we grow up or develop as a believer apart from his word. That's the beginning, that's everything. Everything we plan, read, or create should always be based in and around his word. You know, uh, and, and I, I believe it was my brother. My brother denies this when they had moved to Chino 20-some years ago. But I, I remember this happened to somebody in Chino. They moved into a, a newer home, planted plants in the planter, and it wasn't uh, five, six weeks that all the plants died. So he dug out some of the soil, and he took it to the, hard, uh, the hardware, one of the hardware stores, and they tested the soil. And uh, uh, what came back in the test of the soil was that it, his dirt was completely uh, filled with cow urine. Nothing would grow. It killed the plants. So they had to dig out all of the planters, right, throw down some gravel, put in new soil. Then they could plant their plants and they would furnish. So a good, healthy plant was planted in the dirt. But the dirt was rotten, right? The dirt was full of cow urine in those cow fields back there. And until the soil was ready, the plant could not live. It's important that that seed gets in the dirt of our souls, our hearts. Didn't Jesus say that? In fact, let's think about that for a minute. God says he's a jealous God for you. Remember in high school, you had a girlfriend and they were jealous. You used that word. You're so jealous, right? You're so jealous. God said he was jealous. He didn't want to share the children of Israel with anybody that would worship idols. I want you. Jesus referred to it and he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, right? And love your neighbor as yourself, heart soul, mind, strength. I think that covers about everything about me. Love me with everything, but allow that heart of soil to receive God's word. So I, I'll leave us with this today, Acts 2.42. You know, all of us have probably some journals, some reading plans, you know, several of us do different things devotional-wise. And the more that I thought about this, I, I wonder if in Scripture we were given this as something to keep it simpler because we many times make things so complex. The early church centered around the apostles' teaching. Well, what were they teaching? They were eyewitnesses of Jesus. They would talk about the Old Testament, how Jesus fulfilled that. And that's what we read. Everybody continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, right? They were teaching about Jesus' ministry, his word, his power and miracles, and his authority. And that's what we read all throughout the book of Acts is those things were done. They mention next is fellowship with believers. Well, point at somebody next to you. You know, one of the most important things about us gathering together is the fellowship that we have with one another. Hebrews tells us, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together, right? Oh, I'm so tired this morning, right? Come and be around other believers. There are people around you that have encouraged you, that have 
You look forward to seeing them. But don't forsake those things. That's what they did. They fellowshiped. They did communion. Jesus said, as often as you do it, remember me. Right? As often as you do those things, remember me. They did communion. And then the last thing we read, and in prayers. Doctrine and teaching, the word of God, fellowship with one another, communion and praying. Can I do four things? <laughs> How many times we, we do a list of 29 things? Those four things that become important for me to grow so that I'm growing in the Lord. So let me close with that verse that we opened with in Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. In fact, bow your heads, if you would, with me. And I, I, I pray that out of these words that you would open up the soil of your heart to allow his words to be rooted in you. Let me read this. Colossians chapter 2, 6 and 7. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding with thanksgiving and they continued steadfastly or fully devoted in the apostles doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers father we pray today that we remember that the soil of our heart is so important to receive that word for it to be rooted so that we grow and grow up. Lord, we rededicate ourselves individually in the importance of your word. Delight in my word. Meditate my word. Read my word. Allow that to anchor in. I start, if I don't know where to start, I can start in the Gospel of John and I can read the book of Acts. And I'll read and read and I'll meditate on those things. If you're here today with every head bowed and every eye closed and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life or today is a day to come back to him. I want all of us to pray this prayer together, but would you pray this prayer individually with me? And this is from your heart, confessing it to your Father God. Let's all pray this together. Ready? Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I open the door of my heart and I make you the Lord of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. If you prayed that today for the first time, please uh, come see us at the end. In fact, uh, I encourage you as I do each and every week, download the notes, go over Acts 2.42. List out those things. What am I devoted to today? Stand with me if you would, and we're going to close with this song.